This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Hello, Ohio. This is Pastor Doug from the church next door on the west side of Columbus with our lead pastor, Pastor Doyle Jackson. Great to be with you as always. It is great. And I just want to say welcome to everyone else outside of Ohio because people are listening to this in Israel. People are listening to it in India. People are listening to it in Tennessee. That's right, where I grew up. My parents listened for sure. And so it's okay no matter where you're listening from. I know that it's being recorded in Ohio but it can be heard everywhere because of technology. What a blessing God has given us. We love that. He has, he has. And uh, we've survived Valentine's Day. Hopefully you took our advice from last week and you did something uh, wonderful for your spouse. If not, um, send us your address and we will meet you in jail. I don't know where you've been placed because of that. There's love jail out there. I don't know what that looks like. Oh, yeah, there's a love jail. (laughs) Most of us have been there. But uh, this week we are talking about love and influence. Even though Valentine's Day is over, love is still on our mind. You brought us a message about an exceptional way of life that involves love and influence. Yeah, I I just think that um, when we we talk about love, so many of us uh, don't, don't have a way of beginning to grasp love. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe, I've said this before, it's one of my things, that you and I are designed with the ability to love. And so I say, inside of you, there's something that's created by God. I call it the lover. It's kind of like a radio that has the ability to both transmit and receive love. And unfortunately, because of sin... That's broken in most of us. For some of us, we really have a hard time uh, communicating love. For others of us, we have a hard time receiving love. Mm -hmm. Some of us, we have difficulty both ways. We don't receive it well, and we don't give it well, and and we're kind of closed off. And so how do you begin to rebuild your framework? Well, that's why we're looking at this. In Romans 12, it says that, that God can transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's Romans 12, too. So we're saying, well, God, transform that in me. See, some of us, we are so lonely, we're so hurting because no one has loved us. Well, we don't realize that we have our transmitter turned off. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we're not even getting the signals, you know, talking with a guy recently and he was like, man, I, I was sending the signals to this lady, but she was shutting me down. And he said, we finally talked about it. And she said, I'm just not at a point where I need to be in a relationship right now. She was jamming the signal. She was, man. She was jamming the signal. So let's talk about exceptional love and, and see if we can begin to build a framework to understand what it would look like. And And some of us, you're going to listen to this and you're going, oh, wow, I didn't know that that's supposed to be the way I'm supposed to love. You were designed, you're an image bearer, mm-hmm. okay? You bear the image of God, and and that's very complex. I know some people want to simplify what it means to be an image bearer, but um, 
one of the things that makes you like God, in my opinion, is you have the capacity to give and receive love. Don't oversimplify what it means to be like God. Yes, you may look like God to some level, but you have creativity, but love is one of them. So look at John 3, 16. You want to read it? For God so loved the world, this is Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So what that verse does is it teaches us that that God is the ultimate source of love, that God has an ability with love. God has capability, and he, and he wants us to have that. And so if you can look at God's love and break this down, and I think I've listed here one, two, three, four, five different aspects of God's love. Number one, God's love is unconditional. So what does that mean to you? That it's not earned and it cannot be lost. Yeah. So when when we talk about unconditional love, it, it just means I'm going to give it no matter what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the only people that really understand it are parents and they're like, well, you may hate me right now because I'm grounding you because you stole the neighbor's car and drove around town. You know, they don't feel like that's love, but it is love. Okay. Number two, God's love is sacrificial. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Well, that's, this is how one fella uh, who instructed me in California, this is actually how he defined love. He said, love is doing for others at the cost of self, whereas sin is doing for self at the cost of others. That's right. So um, it may not be the core of love, but it's definitely an expression of love that I choose. I, if somebody's got to be hurt, I'll be hurt rather than you. Well, it's it's why Jesus used the phrase, greater love has no one than yeah. they lay down their life for mm-hmm. another. And I think that, you know, we read through the Bible and, and people are like, I don't understand what the sacrificial system is all about. Well, it's because God's trying to help us see there's a cost involved. And um, when you bring that that lamb, yeah. you know, what, what most people in modern America, they have no understanding of where the meat at, at their local grocery store comes from. Well, the people in the Bible, they had a relationship with it. Many of them had names, and they had watched these, and now you're horrified that I'm saying that. Well, that's what it means. You're you're laying something down that you love, and, and you're giving it. And, and that's why the sacrificial system is in the Bible, is to teach us that there's a cost involved in experiencing God's love. And there's a cost involved if you're going to love somebody. And that's why everybody says, well, I don't want to love again. I'll, I'll get hurt. Yeah. You're going to get hurt by never loving again. Yeah, exactly. You get, you're going to get hurt either way. So raise the bar. I think that's a perfect description of the sacrificial system, by the way, that God is telling us that love has a cost. That's right. And it's it's a big bloody mess if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it literally took thousands of priests to manage it. And it was a lot of work. Okay, number three. So we've said God's love is unconditional. God's love is sacrificial. Number three, God's love is personable, mm-hmm. meaning that it's approachable, that it's it's individualistic in the same way that you matter as a customer, you know, you're not just a widget, you know, and, and that's why uh, it's, it's so important that we realize, oh, wow, I have a fingerprint, 
I have a retinal scan, and that's more than just something from some sort of sci-fi movie. It's because God created you. You have unique DNA. It may follow certain patterns and chains, but you're you're more than just what everybody else is. I've heard Christians say, I have to love you, but I don't have to like you. And I think what you're saying here is God both loves in that unconditional right. sense, but he likes us in that fondness sense. He likes the uniqueness of you, yeah. and he appreciates it. Number four is love is acceptable. It means that it's, uh, it's something that we're all going to like and we're going to get along with. And then finally, God's love is accessible. And that's what a lot of people miss. Yeah. They don't understand that he has lots of locations, lots of dispensaries, lots of places to provide that. And it's 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 all you got to do is say, I'm here, God, and I want to receive your love. You think about going through the, I, I like what you just said there. You know, I recently took a, a flight and there's still places like recharge your phone, you know, yes. like, I don't know if it costs or they used to sell little fuel rods, if you remember that, and then yep. you could put them back in there. So you're saying there's places where you can go yeah. to plug in and recharge with God's love. That's right. You, you just, all you got, I mean, this is why the church exists. And I, I know that in today's world, you can even go online and listen to people like us and that's why people listen to Christian radio. It's why people get these podcasts. It's to keep you, because you're in a constant barrage mm-hmm. under a lie of the enemy that you're not valuable, that your life is useless, and we live in a world that's doing, and so that's why you and I have to come into that. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, so the secret to of love is really being loved by God. Because yeah. once you experience that, you're able to give it away because it gives you the security to love people and run the risk that they're going to harm you. And they are because they're human beings, uh, but they're still worth it. You know, um, Yesterday, I showed the staff a picture of a baptistry in England, and it's like an infinity pool. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's, cool. It's filled to the top, and on all four corners, it overflows. And that's why if we are filled with the love of God, it's going to overflow to other people. That's right. And, and, and when you and I say, okay, God, I want to receive from you enough that I have extra love to give away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, kids expect that of their parents, but it's really hard as a parent because you're tired, you're working hard, you're taking care of kids. And, and most people that have kids also have parents that have things that they need from them now. That's one of the, 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 the difficulties in, in being a parent is that you, about the time you get your kids not really settled, you have to deal with your parents' needs. And now you're, you're, you're the sandwich generation. Well, let me tell you, the best thing for the sandwich generation is the Word of God and the people of God and the local church. And yeah. that's why we say, you know, become a part of the local church. It does that, Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the exceptional influence, okay, that that we can have in um, being a a loving person as a Christian. And Jesus is our example of of servant leadership. There's so many Christian books out there on it. But what what Jesus says is that if you and I will will follow him, okay, he's then going to help us to feed the sheep. The, the discussion we looked at in this lesson was 
was just the conversation with Jesus and Peter, and he says, if you love me, then you'll feed my sheep. And that's, again, what you're talking about in that baptistry. You're, you're supposed to be overflowing. And, and you and I are just um, a conduit of God's yeah, love. Absolutely. It, we're not necessarily a, a temporary reservoir. No, we're a conduit. And, and so focus on the person. When you're with people, focus on them and say, okay, I'm here for you. And um, I, I like to think of like a champagne tower. No, I'm not a champagne guy. I don't okay, care for alcohol. Yeah, but, but the idea that, you know, they stack all these cups in a pyramid, they pour into the first one and it overflows and it over. And that's, we are, we are to receive, yeah. but we are also to give. And it's, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to say you only receive to give, but there is this idea that, you know, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. He expected us to influence in this way. Um, and just mine is the chocolate tower. There we go. That's where it's a better. pumping chocolate to the top. <laughs> I, now that one I'd have you some trouble dip, with. Dip fruit into it and stuff. Oh man! All right. The, the second the second principle is focus on the positive. You know, constantly look for the positive in your relationships and the people. And so when you're listening to somebody, when you're talking to somebody, you know what can you affirm in them right now? Doesn't mean you don't point out the negative because sometimes you got to. But uh, focus on the potential. Uh, in 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well. So what gift has God given you? Look for the gifts in other people. And see, as a servant leader, you know, Jesus, he was constantly giving people uh, a responsibility in that. And then uh, finally, he says, focus, focus on the process, you know. Keep the, the the process going in somebody's life. Yeah, and you've got that scripture here, Luke six thirty eight. Uh, uh, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more. Running over, poured into your lap. The Lord has given this to us, and He's saying, "Hey, now you distribute a little bit of that to other people." Yeah, and so go back this week and and think about all the ways that that you know love influences your life. And then use that to begin to influence other. But I, I want to talk about one more thing, because this is what we looked at this week, and that is how, how worry and anger, okay, have got to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I, I, I like this because I talked about the elephant in the room, okay? We're, relationships work, okay? But the, the problem is we fight with one another. We mm-hmm. spend so much time worrying and fighting that we don't get into what God really has for us. And that's what I just, that I, I think about that a lot. I think about the people. Um, I, I have a friend that was born in another country, and the, the likelihood of them succeeding in life was low just by their place of birth, right. okay? But this individual is a fighter. And because of that, <clears throat> they overcame poverty, they overcame abuse. They I, I don't even I, I at times I'm just amazed how they made it from one country to this country and and I think this is what a lot of people don't even understand about the the border crisis and the issue with people that are just determined to get here. They understand like we don't understand 
that they have no hope where they are, mm-hmm. and they're willing to make that risk. And so they've got this fighter thing in them. Well, the problem is that that fighter is what got them here. But now it destroys them mm-hmm. when they get here. And sometimes we have this fighter in us that gets us through life. And then we finally find Jesus. We finally find God. And now we're fighting with him. And we're fighting with the body of believers. We're fighting with the kingdom of God because we we think it's supposed to be more like a slot machine, maybe, you know, what are we, we're, how do we just, I got, if I'll do the right things, I'll get the right stuff out of it. And, and God is like, no, the things that got you here to the kingdom of God um, are not going to get you where you want to go in the kingdom. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like a, a warrior needs to know when to sheath his sword. Yeah. And, and, and some of us, you know, we've allowed, you know, worry got us someplace. Okay. Because you worried, you you prepped and you were ready, okay? Because you worried, you made sure there was a spare tire in your car, you made sure you had the reflector thing you needed, a flashlight, and you had some water, and you survived that catastrophe. That's good, okay? But worry um, can begin to drain you because you're you're constantly trying to to get everything neat and 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 buttoned up. And and God doesn't want that for you. God wants you to learn to listen to his holy spirit. He says, "Let me take care of the the worry piece." Okay? And and what 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 happens is people that have been warriors are people that have been fighters, okay? They have to begin to believe that this loving God that we've been talking about, okay? That he's going to help them and that he's going to work that out for them. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I don't believe I've ever heard that before, but it makes sense. It reminds me of last night. I had some fellas. I'm showing them a way to do ministry in their own life. And we looked at Luke 11. uh, And Jesus gives similar instruction to Luke 11. Also in Matthew, uh, it's when he sends out the 12, sends out 72. He says, don't take an extra shirt. Don't take a money bag. Don't. And I'm just like, you know, those are the things that like, what? How can you live yeah. without those things? And he was saying, you know, I'm going to provide for you when you're out on the road. And it's just, that's what he's inviting us into. And it's it's a high high bar for some of us. But if you cleared that bar, wouldn't life be better? Yeah. I um, We knew a, a Russian missionary. Um, he, he used to travel all over... Uh, how do I describe this? He he's no longer living. Mm-hmm. We we believe that his life was taken, and that's mm-hmm. all I'll say. Where right. this is in a public forum, but right. but wherever he went, he kept like you know the the plastic bag you get at Kroger or Meyer or Walmart. Mm-hmm. He traveled with just like a, a thing of, of deodorant and uh, some underwear and an extra shirt in a plastic bag like that. And he would travel all over countries that, you know, in the Middle East and in uh, Southern Russia and in, uh, in these hard places. And he was like an apostle and he preached. But see, he learned to live under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And see, I believe that you and I, and I think 
that if we can learn to love God completely, and we will say, God, I, I have been. I've been a worrier. Forgive me, God. I want to break the hold of that. You you designed me for peace, okay? If you'll hand that to him and and take it to the cross, okay? Because the cross is the only thing that can can deliver you of that. It's it's like the the perfect tool to eject that brokenness from mm-hmm. your life, okay? In the same way, I fought with everybody, God. I thank you that you made me tough and that I was able to be strong to fight and that I survived to get here. But God, I don't want to fight with the people that you've put around me now. Yeah. I've watched these people. They lose their marriages because they worry all the time and they nag their spouse or their kids and and their kids don't want to be around them. Their the employees don't want to don't want to work with them because they're a worrier or they're they're fighters and they always have to have their own way. It's my way or the highway. There's there's one right way to do it and I'm in charge of that. That's not going to work in the kingdom of God. And so you have to come to him and the elephant in the room is is that I'm my greatest enemy. Yeah. And you say, God, forgive me. I repent of that. I come to the, I come to the cross of Jesus Christ, and I and I ask you to to rid me of that. And I just want you to know, if you're listening to my voice today, and and you begin to feel the Holy Spirit convicting you, that oh man, I've let worry run me. I've let anger run me, and decide today that you're going to make Jesus the Lord of your life in that area. You, I know you said he's the Lord of your life, and some of you maybe haven't. You've just been playing games with God, and you're just angry, and you're like a pinball, bouncing off of life, dinging up everything and banging up everything, and you, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. Right now, just pray with me. I'm going to pray for you, and you just, you can repeat it after me, but... Um, Heavenly Father, I come to you now, and I ask you to forgive me. I believed wrongly that worry could could give me the success that I need. I've believed wrongly. I've worshipped anger, and I say no. God, I repent. I no longer want to look to worry. I no longer want to worship anger. I want to worship you, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And I ask right now, Lord, that you would breathe on me, that I might receive the peace that you breathed on the disciples in the upper room of John 21. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'd love to hear from you. If God's doing something, why don't you email me? Just email me at pastor at tcnd.org. That's pastor at tcnd.org. Stands for the church next door. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. If you will pray with me right now, I believe that God's going to move, that God's going to change some lives, that God is going to transform the world in which we live in. And so I invite you right now, let's just, let's do this together. Let's not waste any more time. Let's just 
bow our heads and go before God and enter into heaven. Wouldn't it be good if we knew all our doctors loved God and served God? So let's take a moment and pray for our physicians, nurses, and medical staff. God, when we read your word, we we know that you are the God of healing. It says that you are the Lord, our doctor in Exodus. And and we know that, that you heal, but we also know when we read scripture that there were times when you healed people through medicine. You told Isaiah to go to the king and and told him he would get 15 more years of his life and and for him to put a a, a poultice on that. Lord, that he was to prepare this salve and put it on it and he would live. So God, that's just one example of you giving us healing. You told us to anoint people with oil and they would be healed. Well, today we want to pray for the the men and women that are doctors and nurses and EMTs, people that are working in the medical field, physical therapy, chiropractic. Lord, there's lots of people that work every day and their goal is to help people be healed. So we believe that you are for healing. You don't want us to, to suffer always. You want us to have life. And so I'm praying today for the men and women that are serving in our world to bring healing. Lord, we have seen a pandemic go around the world in our generation, and and they needed your wisdom. And, and yes, they struggled during that time. We are not going to poke a finger or point a finger. But Lord, we're praying that you would cause them to learn from that experience, and they would be even better healers that relied on you for the miracles in our world. And they need you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I know I know that that prayer was good and that you were a part of that. But I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com? That's our website. And give us your email address. And we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address, and then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me and agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast 
an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.